0: Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patented process on to their own clients, and we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So. Stick around to the end of the show, we're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it.
1: All right, Agency rock stars, you are in for a treat. Welcome back to the show. We're going to get going here with a man, the myth, the legend. Uh, this guy, Spencer Padway, is my new friend, and I am excited to bring his story to you because he is a rock star in the agency world as well. Uh, Spencer is the co-founder and CEO of a, of an agency called Search Nurture, and he is a serial entrepreneur, so we're going to hear about that as well. Spencer, welcome to the show, my friend.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I mean, absolutely.
1: I am pumped. So let's get a little bit of information about you, so our our listeners can understand. Um, how did you get into doing what you're doing today?
2: Yeah, um, it's it's you know I'm not good at the short story, so I'll go for the long one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but uh, you know, my my family's always been entrepreneurs. Uh, my grandfather ran uh, an insurance personnel service. My dad ran a, a big old law firm, and so when I was a kid, it was always kind of my dream to to run something, to have some kind of business of my own and and carry that on. So, you know, in in elementary school, I was, you know, buying candy in bulk at Costco and selling it at school. And, uh, you know, I made a a computer building business in middle school and uh, uh, an online game in in college. And when I graduated college, I I was looking to, you know, start a finance company, but it's 2009, uh, you know, finance kind of collapsed then. And so i shifted into uh into marketing um i started doing actually small business it and my my father was like hey there's this thing called seo have you ever heard of this it seems like kind of a game against google and you know i like you know i'm games i, I love uh, you know being really competitive and so uh he, he sent me to MozCon back in 2009 i think it was one of the first ever MozCons, and uh, i came back and it was fairly early days of seo and i just started finding people you know telling about this new thing search engine optimization and um, that's how I built up Brandfish. Uh, so yeah, it was really exciting. That was my my first agency.
1: Right on. And so you, so man, the, one of the first moscons You must have had time with the Rand Fishkin, just hanging out then. If that was that small.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we we awesome. talked a bunch. We met each other. Yeah, it was really small. It was one little conference room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. That's awesome.
1: All right, cool. So, so we
2: we go back to that.
1: We're we doing SEO. We're running an agency. Then uh, it gets sold. You do you do more. You now have search nurture. Uh, this also is an agency uh, marketing advertising world, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, after you know Brandfish got acquired, uh, you know it's it fun to work in a large agency and run that for a while. And we kind of got to a point where where you know I felt like, hey, I've got this really innovative business model. Uh, and that's where SearchRamp came in. We actually, when we originally created SearchRamp, what we went set out to create was an academy to help train marketers, to help them find jobs. We saw a lot in tech and B2B SaaS. There's this big gap where people would get funding, they'd want to bring teams in-house, but there was both very hard to break into that because there was a lot of training and there wasn't enough people to fill those in-house roles. So we, we started with the academy and we said, you know what, we'll take on a couple of clients as an agency to uh, make sure that we can fund the academy and, and really build up that business and uh, <laughs> the agency just took off. It was kind of great. We just kept growing and growing. And, and uh, for better or for worse, we've never actually really looked back at the academy. Maybe we'll revisit that model someday. Um, we ended up getting into a very early beta for the Amazon uh, API partners. So we've built our, our search ramp platform. It's a retail ads management platform on Amazon. Now we're on Instacart, Credio. So we have access to Target. We're working on uh, Walmart. And uh, yeah, we've, we've really just grown very quickly from there.
1: Nice. So man, that's a lot of growth. And plus with uh, your first agency, you've grown and scaled over the years. What's the secret to that?
2: Uh, quality. Uh, honestly, the, the, the entire secret is quality. Uh, when we started, it was, you know, just Dan and I sitting in my apartment. He was in the kitchen, <laughs> in the living room. Uh, and, you know, that, that was only three and a half years ago. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. And, you uh, I remember, you know, we we got our first client. It took us about six months. It was a lot of struggle. And we were like, oh, man, did did we make a mistake? Is this hard? And and once we got that client, we did some great work. And they said, hey, I've got this other person. And then, you know, an agency came up and said, hey, we only do PPC. We can refer SEO to you. And and from there, it really started, uh, you know, uh, becoming a flywheel of growth. And and it was just referrals and referrals. And and we didn't have, honestly, any other kind of sales until probably the last year and a half. Uh, It was 100% referral-based. And we were able to just put out enough quality work and a good enough experience for all of our clients that they kept, you know, sending us more clients. when people shifted jobs, we'd get more clients that way as well.
1: So if you build it, they will come. That's what you've you've lived. So if you build it well, <laughs> <laughs> well there you go, there you go. Yeah. So when you talk about that flywheel, Spencer, I'm really curious. Then, like, it, so obviously, quality is what gets you there. Gets you like that's that's I don't know the the cost of entry, right? You've got to have quality that builds that referral. But then that flywheel begins to build that momentum what do you grease that f- flywheel with? Like, how do you then scale from that into actually doing some marketing and that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, well, um, there's the rule of, of ones and threes as I've heard it, which is, you know, your, your hardest scale is going to be going from one person to three, from three to 10, from 10 to 30. Um, and I, I definitely agree with that. It's really hard to, uh, you know, work on your own business as opposed to working in your own business and that really, for us, just came with a, a certain level of scale where we, we got to a point of about maybe 15 people. And we finally said, OK, like it's great that we have all these referrals, but we want to accelerate this. We want to make everything go faster. And we want to have you know fate in our own hands even more so so that we can, we can grow. And uh, for us, it was really being able to hire those operational positions that freed up our bandwidth to do the things that, that Dan and I are best at right? Like we can both do accounting, but that's not where we're going to shine or we're going to provide our our best value. You know, our, our roots are being in marketing and talking to clients and talking to people. So once we were able to get those operational hires, it really changed up our bandwidth to be able to focus on, on working on our business as opposed to working in our business and, you know, producing content, building more relationships with partnerships, being on podcasts like this.
1: Yeah. So I love on, on your uh, LinkedIn, your, the, 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 the phrase, the motto that you are a growth enthusiast, on a mission to provide more value for everyone involved. So I want to hear a little bit about how that looks. What's a favorite story of yours that highlights that, and how you specifically help your clients?
2: Yeah, it's hard to to boil that all down into one one singular story, but I'll, I'll do my best. Um, so because Search Engine started you know originally as an educational company, that's one of the values that we've really kept with us. Uh, and that's a lot of what we mean of you know, providing value for everyone involved. So when we have somebody that's working here, you know, education is a huge value. And, and when they're working on an account, we always want them to be growing. Uh, I think we have a really innovative kind of, uh, you know, performance view and goal setting system where we set all the goals based on everybody's personal goals. So we say, where where do you want to go in life? What do you want to do? Not just, you know, what's your next job role? How do you want to grow here? And once we understand people's personal goals, we can work back to their developmental goals, and make sure that everybody's growing all the time, um, and so that that's kind of looking at that value for everyone involved on the employee side of things. But we take that same approach over to our client side of things. Uh, one of our bigger clients that we work for, um, Cal, they manufacture a whole bunch of different consumer packaged goods products. They, uh, you know, they're an old company. They they own things like Jergens, and you know, Jergens has been around since the 1900s. Mm. Um, so. Transferring from kind of the older models that have, you know, the tried and true stuff that's been working for them and, and moving into digital marketing was a really big uh, organizational task. It required a lot of organizational maturity and a lot of organizational growth. Uh, so, working with them, you know, we, we really got in there and it wasn't just executing on a strategic or a tactical level, but it was working with all of the different components, all the different pieces of the business, helping them understand what the best structure is going to be helping them understand not just what marketing is, but you know what are the KPIs that are going to drive their business? How do they relate to their, their business goals? We do uh, various seminars like you know Retail Advertising 101, SEO 101, and make sure the whole company understood what we're doing and why we're doing it and, and how they can grow. And in the, the four years that we've been working with them, we've seen such a big growth in organizational maturity when it comes to digital marketing. Um, and that, that impacts them so much more beyond just being able to, you know, come to a meeting every week and say, look, we've got great return on investment. Uh, but there's that inherent growth of, of bringing that value to everyone involved, not just saying here's here's some value and, and wins, but making sure that we're educating our account managers who in turn are educating our clients who in turn are building their organizational maturity and, and really causing, uh, you know, the, the intangible growth um, that can help things, you know, prosper in the long run.
1: Yeah. So it's, I mean, it sounds like such a holistic uh, uh, not attack, but a strategy on, <laughs> on, uh, empowering everyone in, in the entire organization. Like, what a great way to bring everybody together to bring that value. You, I was, I was thinking education and you said it, I'm like, yes, you're educating everybody involved. That's really, that's really interesting. Yeah, so, absolutely. so what about on the flip side, then what are some trials and tribulations that kind of, um, you know, that, that you go through, what, what are your, your pain points that you see in what you're doing?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the biggest pain points that I've always seen is uh, in growth, being able to maintain that culture and values. And, and we've always been a mission and values and culture driven company, but maintain that as you scale is always a really big challenge. Making sure that everybody's embodying that that message and that education and that growth. Um, and sometimes it can be really difficult uh, to kind of you know, stand in the face of, of a challenge and say, OK, we're not going to do this. I think a great example is, you know, one of our, our roles for hiring is uh, never hire out of desperation <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, always yeah. always look for reasons to say no when we're hiring. And I know that sounds kind of negative, but we've definitely had moments before where, you know, we have a ton of clients coming in. We have bandwidth. we want to fulfill this and take on every project and make sure that, you know, we can grow as fast as we can. And every time that we've ever capitulated to that and said, okay, you know, this is a person that could probably do the job. They're they're not that perfect person with the wow factor. They've got a couple of you know yellow flags. It always comes back to bite us. It, it's never been a good thing if we rush things like hiring uh, or sacrificing any kind of those those values or culture that we're built on. It, it does much more damage in the long run than it does good.
1: Sure. So whether it's those hires or whether it's maybe the clients coming on, how do you say no with confidence?
2: Yeah, um, I think that really goes back to that principle of uh, always look for reasons to say no. (laughs) And I know it sounds like the most negative thing. It really does. But it's it's human nature to try to justify things and say, you know what, this client's not going to be that big of a problem. And it's a pretty good contract. So, you know, let's do it. But but really, if you take that moment, you say, can I find reasons to say no? And you list those out first and foremost, then it it gives you a really good perspective on saying, okay, yeah, we might get more money for three months, but we're probably going to you know, burn out this account manager, our, our employees aren't going to be happy. It's going to end in, you know, we're not going to get a referral because we know we can't do what this person wants us to. Um, and it, it it takes a, a certain challenge and, and integrity to do that. But in the long run, it's always worked out better for us to, to say no when we don't have a good feeling about something.
1: Yeah. So the opposite of no is yes, obviously, right? Duh. Thanks, Dan. Yep. Um, but, but Spencer, who do you say yes to? Who do you, Who do you work with? Who are those clients that you love saying yes to?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we love saying yes to, well, first and foremost, you know consumer products. We, we love working with consumer products. But uh, especially when it's, it's people that are open to listening and and growing, and definitely people that, that have a great product, you know, it's much easier to market a product if it's actually something that we can stand behind and that we really believe in, and that have that kind of vision and business plan and goals that we can get behind and, and insert ourselves and say, okay, now that you've got your vision your business goals we'll work with you on those marketing goals and the seo goals and as long as once we've done that and we have our, our marketing goals that roll up to your you know your business goals and we're in agreement that that we want to go after that that's that's kind of that perfect one if, if they're they're open to learning and growing and we're able to align then we're all really excited and you know very happy to push that forward
1: yeah interesting so you're you're an agency rock star And we like to meet our rock stars, right? Who's your rock star that you'd want to meet? Whether like literally, I guess, if you want to, but um, in the world (laughs) of people that you want to work with, you know, you've, you talked earlier about MozCon and being able to spend time with those folks early on. um, But who do you want to really network with and connect with when it comes to that, that level?
2: Yeah. And then you're talking like a specific person. I, however what
1: however, the, however. the mood takes you right like yeah a specific people if you're like man i'd love to work with so-and- so or if you're just thinking yeah. you know, industries like who really kind of gets you excited to get out and, and, and network with
2: yeah i uh i absolutely would love you know anybody that's innovating in products coming up with anything that's new or interesting or unique uh other agency owners that are trying to you know build agencies the right way doing it with you know high quality service, uh, making sure that you know their employees have the highest quality of life. That that's something that we work on uh, really, really hard in our company. Is making sure that that everybody's quality of life is is very high. Working here, we we give you know unlimited PTO, uh, hours, flexibility throughout the day. We've we've actually been you know fully remote since uh, even before COVID, and it's it's just those things where you know if you can spend more time with your kids or or things like that. Agency owners that are trying to you know, innovate or or change agencies for the better is a lot of what we'd like to meet with. Uh, if it was one person, uh, I've met him before, but briefly, I, I think Will Reynolds also does a very good job of embodying like the the quality of culture at at CR interactive is is a person that I think uh, you know is very interesting.
1: Right on. And so it's interesting, you, you talk about other agencies. Um, and, and obviously, this is a, a agency rock star. We want to talk to all agency owners and people at, at those levels. So it's not like we see everyone as competition to each other. But I love the fact that you said that, and that you're calling out meeting with other agencies who innovate, not as competition, but just as camaraderie. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you look at the size of the industry of marketing now, right, when I first started my pitches, I would go in and I would explain to somebody what SEO is, and why they need SEO. The days of that are totally gone, right? Most people (laughs) understand that they need online marketing. And so your your pitches, you know, why am I the right fit for you, but it's such a huge market that it's, it's fairly silly to look at other agencies as competition um, because, you know, everyone can get their piece of the pie and, and still be pretty happy. And I, I think it's much more useful to work together and collaborate to figure out how we can create better agencies or better companies or, or happier clients than it is to say, hey, I'm going to you know, hold this in and, and you know keep it to myself because that's our secret sauce when almost undoubtedly someone else out there is already doing it.
1: <laughs> right. Again, that holistic, you know, camaraderie. I, I love that. So, Spencer, explain to me just a little bit why you want to meet with those agencies. I mean, networking, like we said, the camaraderie is great, but what, like, what do you bring to that?
2: Yeah. Well, beyond you know collaboration, co-marketing, things like that. Uh, you know, part of what it is, is is in building SearchRamp, that retail ads platform. Um, you know, we want to collaborate with that as well. Uh, it's something that that we built as an agency, specifically for an agency to provide really great service. Uh, but why limit that to ourselves? So, you know, if anybody else is working with clients that have any kind of physical products and they want to be able to scale or sell those things on Amazon, Walmart, Target, et cetera, uh, you know, our, our platform is saving our account managers about 60% of their time. And making them more efficient, you know, features that you can't do otherwise, and, and that's something that we'd love to make, you know, make sure that other people have access to and are able to use to, to help scale and, you know, again provide that the maximum amount of value for everyone, like we were talking about earlier.
1: Nice. And it never hurts to just reach out and ask and connect. Um, I know you've got a story about reaching out to somebody that you never thought would even necessarily answer you. Uh, Rand Fishkin. What happened with that? Tell me. I yeah, I heard the story. So, so, so fill fill our listeners in on this one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, You know, talking about being at MozCon in 2009, uh, you know, I left MozCon, started my first agency, and our our initial name was SEO by the Bay. And we learned very quickly that saying that on a phone call is next to impossible. Nobody knew what we were saying, and nobody even knew what SEO was at the time. So we were brainstorming and brainstorming, and, uh, you know, Rand Fishkin's Twitter handle was Randfish at the time. And uh, we came up with the name Brandfish, and we really liked the name Brandfish. We were stuck on it, but we just didn't know if we could use it. So I actually reached out to Rand Fishkin, and you know, I asked him. I was like, "Hey, is it all right if we use Brandfish as our company name?" And and he responded, and he said, "You know, I don't think it's a very good company name, but you know, feel free to use the handle." <laughs> and uh, that was the day that Brandfish was born. <laughs> I love I
1: love Rand's honesty. <laughs> He's just like. kind of, kind of stinks, but all right, that's funny. Yeah, exactly. I don't recommend
2: it, but do what you want.
1: (laughs) And obviously it didn't stink. It worked out well for you. You ended up again, selling and scaling all that good stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I've, I've got my, my final question in a minute, but before we get there, I want to make sure our, our rock stars listening can connect with you. How can our audience learn more about you and connect with you, Spencer?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Spencer Padway. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, I also have spencerpadway.com, which has a quick contact form on there. Uh, so feel free to use either of those, or if you want to you know, connect more quickly, uh, just look up our, our search for phone number and give me a call. They'll connect you right through.
1: Excellent. And you've got that retail advertising management services uh, search ramp you talked about as well. So uh, make sure you're looking for those too. Um, awesome. So Spencer, is there anything that you've learned or any advice that you've heard that seems counterintuitive at first, but has ended up being a good thing for you.
2: Oh, well, that's a good one. Any advice that seemed counterintuitive? Um, I feel like I'm on a one-track mind on this, but I feel like the look for reasons to say no was very counterintuitive to me because it's yeah. always been like, yeah, be positive, you know, give everything the benefit of the doubt. I think that was a that was a really good one. Um, yeah. You be know, beyond that, I don't have a whole lot that's that's coming to mind right
1: now. <laughs> no, I love that one though. That's really good. And you know, hey, when you know it, you know it, right? Exactly. Also, Spencer. What a great conversation! Thanks for making time, uh, listeners. Go to searchnurture.com. Look up Spencer Padway on Twitter. Uh, Spencer, thanks so much for being an agency rock star with us, man.
2: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate
1: it. So, Spencer, explain to me just a little bit why you want to meet with those agencies. I mean, networking, like we said, the camaraderie is great, but what, like, what do you bring to that?
2: Yeah, well, beyond, you know, collaboration, co-marketing, things like that, uh, you know, part of what it is, is, is in building SearchRamp, that retail ads platform, um, you know, we want to collaborate with that as well. Uh, it's something that that we built as an agency, specifically for an agency to provide really great service. Uh, but why limit that to ourselves? So, you know, if anybody else is working with clients that have any kind of physical products and they want to be able to scale or sell those things on Amazon, Walmart, Target, etc., uh, you know, our, our platform is saving our account managers about 60% of their time and making them more efficient, you know, features that you can't do otherwise. And, and that's something that we'd love to make, you know, make sure that other people have access to and are able to use to, to help scale. And, you know, again, provide that the maximum amount of value for everyone, like we were talking about earlier.
1: Nice. And it never hurts to just reach out and ask and connect. Um, I know you've got a story about reaching out to somebody that you never thought would even necessarily answer you, uh, Rand Fishkin. What happened with that? Tell me.
2: yeah. I heard the
1: story. So so, so, fill fill our listeners in on this one.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, talking about being at MozCon in 2009, uh, you know, I left MozCon, started my first agency, and our our initial name was SEO by the Bay. And we learned very quickly that saying that on a phone call is next to impossible. Nobody knew what we were saying. And nobody even knew what SEO was at the time. So we were brainstorming and brainstorming. And, uh, you know, Rand Fishkin's Twitter handle was Randfish at the time. And uh, we came up with the name Brandfish and we really liked the name Brandfish. We were stuck on it, but we just didn't know if we could use it. So I actually reached out to Rand Fishkin and, you know, I, I asked him, I was like, Hey, is it all right if we use Brandfish as our company name? And, and he responded and he said, you know, I don't think it's a very good company name, but you know, feel free to use the handle. <laughs> and uh, that was the day that Brandfish was born.
1: <laughs> I love, I love Rand's honesty. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, sure, kind of, kind of stinks, but all right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, exactly. I don't recommend it, but do what you want. (laughs) And obviously it didn't stink. It worked out well for you. You ended up, again, selling and scaling all that good stuff. So that's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It worked out
0: really well. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.